All right, welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nellie J, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's episode 46. 46. Yo, 46, y'all. We are so excited. The gentleman we have on the podcast this week, he's been doing so much wonderful things for our community, for our youth. So Fahim, please introduce who we got. So like you just said, he's doing enough things for the youth. Um, we have, uh, I guess, someone, actually, I'd probably say this is, this is a real special episode, someone that I've uh, known from I was a teen. So Ooh, this is that's this a is lot of time ago, y'all. It's a lot of time ago. <laughs> okay, a lot of time ago. Go ahead, Freem. Go ahead. So definitely, when we get to the for the culture segment, uh, we'll definitely be able to highlight his many achievements and his many moves that he's been making in the community. Let's welcome Kevin Francis to the podcast today. Kevin, yes, Kevin, 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 Kevin. We all we got people. We all we, we all got. We got. <laughs> Yo, Kevin, you know Fahim from high school, dog. That's that's a yeah. while. That, that's like yeah. like decades ago. So that's really cool. Um, Did any you have dirt to? you wanna? <laughs> so hold up, Kevin. Any dirt for us? Any dirt for us? Come on, bro. Spill oh. it. Any no, dirt? No. If anybody has dirt, it's me. So. <laughs> Yeah, but, but he was always the cool cat, man, in the background. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was yeah. always that dude. So it, he's been consistent with that, like, our whole life. And my job was just to look out for him. Yeah, you know, give him a couple bows here and there. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like, nobody was coming to mess with Fahim and his crew, man. Not with, not with me around. None. Nice. That's, that's, how, that's a real OG right there, for real. Yeah, we we looked real. up to him, for real. That's yeah, real. That's real. Mm. Well, I mean, as we get into the podcast, we're going to highlight your amazing contributions to our community and for the culture. But before we get to that, I want to ask you a question. Have you heard about this Siakam trade with the Warriors floating around? Your face just changed up. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, alleged, oh, alleged, it's a, alleged. Of course, it's alleged. Come on. This, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, I, just... I mean, come on, y'all. This is, this, is this is a freedom speech, right? So... <laughs> We're hearing now, we're seeing lots of ideas because, you know, with the Raptors, are we going to rebuild? Should we just get some? And the Warriors, obviously, they're desperate to get a ring. You know, Clay's coming back. Steph Curry is at, at the ending of his career. Not the ending, ending, but, you know, like he's not the same young boy from before. So mm -hmm. the Warriors are trying to win this next couple of years. Like, that's it. They want to win. So mm -hmm. would you be open to trading with the Warriors? And if so, who would you want on that team for Siakam. I'm hearing Wiseman, maybe Wiseman and a few picks, but what's your thoughts on that entire like scenario? Well, my first thought, I want to say America left the team alone. <laughs> we don't trouble you over here. We're in the north. We got <laughs> lots to talk about. But I will say um, there's no way I'm trading Siakam for no Wiseman and no nothing. No, 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 no. We don't get rid of our African players. I'm sorry. It's bigger than that. And I understand Golden State been wanting him since he made the disappearing act in front of Draymond Green. He's still looking for him with that piece of arrow step. So, <laughs> no, you can do your thing over there, Golden State. You bit our 
our Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. At least you tried to. It wasn't the same. And now you want to come take our players? Who's next? Fred Van Lee? No, no, no. Uh, I'm not making that trade. I'm just personally, I'm not even making that trade. So that's what, that's my answer to that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so Kevin, so I'm going to ask then. So Siakam, uh, before the bubble, thumbs up. Yeah. In the bubble, thumbs down. Okay. Oh, you say, oh, like. I, I, I don't think so, but. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, uh, how can we make this quick here? You thought in the bubble he was thumbs up. Well, I thought in the bubble his. See, I'm I'm a defensive guy, right? So right. I always look at players that play on defense, and I didn't see any fall off on his defense. That's true. I thought he didn't have a rhythm offensively, and that's you know that happens, and it's happened to the best of players being in a situation what they call a bubble. I know I wouldn't be playing my best in that situation. So mm. I don't really beat him up the way that the media has or some of these bandwagon Raptors fans have because I look at the whole skill set. And when you don't have a rhythm offensively, it doesn't mean you don't have a rhythm defensively. That's, mm. just, that's just my opinion. So sure. I can't I'm, – I'm not in the beat up he was this and then he was that. No, because we're looking at a player that just started playing ball at 16 years old. That's Speak what I'm it. looking at. All these it. other guys started playing from five. It's mm. so, so I got to give him a little blight here. Like, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And I know he puts the work in, so I can't, I can't, really, I can't really do that. As, as somebody who's played the game, I can't, I can't do that. So in the bubble, uh, I, I would think he was supposed to be a number one option in the bubble. Right. What, what would you think? Do you think he's our number one option in the bubble? Well, I, it's, funny with, it's funny with the Raptors because I really – I think there's different number ones Every depending night. on the situation. <laughs> yep. Right? Like, I think that's how they built that team. There's – I mean, not everybody can be a number one, but you've got at least, like, three guys in there that you could be your number one, even if it's yeah. for a stretch mm -hmm. or a whole game. So I think the way that system is set up, it's set up for a person who's hot. It's funny. And, I think, and I and I get it. Like you know, you, this this number one option, and the, I understand all of that. But if you look at our system compared to other team system, we can we can mix and match, man. That's mm -hmm. what makes them dangerous. Mm -hmm. Okay, now EJ. Yeah. Um, I I said hell no to that trade. Uh, people were like, "Why, why, why?" I'm like, "I'm like, I'm like, it's a no, it's a no for me." Wiseman played three games in last in college. He played only 39 games this year. Why are we gonna trade away Siakam for someone that we don't know? Yes, he has potential. Everyone got freaking potential in the NBA because you're in, you're in the NBA. You got potential, but I'm not gonna trade Siakam for a Wiseman yet. No, like have him play a full season first. I want to see him after his injury how he looks. Like I'm not gonna trade someone that just left for surgery. For Siakam, like I'm not doing that. To me, it's a very poor choice of players. To me, there's other people you can go after this offseason than Wiseman. Like I, I'm not doing that trade. Sorry. Me, I'm Wiseman, and they said was it a first round pick? Uh, a seventh, a seventh. I think pick number seven. So, number seven. So that's the first round. Number seven. Ooh, yeah. Wiseman, a seven pick. I'll be honest. Uh, if Pascal Siakam left the Raptors, I think there are others that could come in and like OG. It's like addition by subtraction. Chris Boucher had a great chance to show, display what he had when we got rid of uh, uh, Ibaka and Marc Gasol. Um, 
you know, I think if we were to lose Pascal Siakam, that gives an opportunity for OG, who I realize are not the same player, but they're very comparable. Um, I wouldn't be too upset if Pascal left. I'll just leave it at that. Well, you don't like Pascal, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> I know. You don't yeah, like him. a little bit you like a hater there, face. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, Fahim has dashed Pascal through the left of the door from the bubble. He's been like, right. Pascal out. Right. And Fahim's very unforgiving, right? So, like, I'm not, right. Fahim, I'm not surprised. Like, you would trade Pascal for a, a bucket of Skittles and freaking some, like, <laughs> like, KFC, bro. Like, you don't care about Pascal. So, I'm not, this is not a shock <laughs> to me. Oh, really? He you really? can hear it. You can hear it. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Well, Siakam, the Toronto still loves you. I know some fans were kind of, you know, salty last uh, after the bubble, yeah. but I know Siakam was going through some personal uh, situations yeah. in a bubble, and he's a very emotional player. What that means right. is that when people like that, when they're emotional, they on the court it shows. At offensive, you can tell mentally he wasn't in the game so i think when it's right. the time he can build that muscle that mental muscle and get better he's a he's, a, he's an all-star he's he can he yeah. can get he can he can improve yeah. so i'm not going to anyone will, and he will stay here we yeah. listen players really want to stay in toronto okay so when we get one stay in toronto and they're potentially an all-star and have been an all-star and have made the nba all team right i think we those people should should, should be hold on tight <laughs> right and keep them so that's why i'm like siakam nelly is your fan please stay mm. i'm not i'm not for him bro don't yeah i'm with nelly man I'm with kevin nelly. where so, you're with you yeah. okay so <laughs> for, for both of you i just want to throw this out there so going forward <laughs> pascal was an all-star of the year before and nba second team salute that well done um then the last this year no nba teams and no all-star right. um going forward yes uh do you think he still has an all-star and an nba team in him i say yes 100 yes? i say absolutely okay. yes yes okay 100 because you okay. see you have people like ben simmons making all-star it's <laughs> he gonna make it next year he's gonna make that next year okay. <laughs> ben simmons is done okay. after this year sorry, okay. sorry all right ben simmons, i'm just saying all right i'm just saying um. Fahim, look at fahim he's like all right how about you fahim it's yakum done for you is he done like he's he's finished he has peaked in your in your eyes just say it i said say it bro mm. I just think, I just think, I think, uh, yeah, I just think every year there's a new crop, a new crop of new people who come on the scene and make their move. Mm -hmm. And I think it's either you, you swing what you keep up with everyone else. You kind of fall behind. I feel like Pascal having no NBA teams and no all-stars, it's kind of a step back for someone who's made it there. Like for instance, Sabonis, Sabonis was an all-star same time. If Sabonis followed that up with another all-star. Um, and I could see maybe next year and going forward, Sabonis to continue being all-star. Uh, Pascal starts to get back on that train again because, like, Jalen Brown's taking his position, and others have well, stepped injured, in. So, he's injured too. He's I injured mean, you, too. yeah, you guys are being optimistic, saying that next year and going forward, he has it in him. And I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Also, keep in mind that I doubt Jalen Brown will be a, a, a Celtics player after this offseason. He's out. He's out. Oh, and we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to uh, that. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Serena Williams withdraw from Wimbledon with a with a leg injury a right leg injury, slipping on the grass. The um, reason why, I, so Nelly J, we, so Kevin, just so you're on page, what's happening. Uh, Serena's one win away from breaking the Grand Strand record. Big record. Yes. Uh, so she's been trying to get this for the last two years, but 
has been falling short for multiple. Well, it could be injury. It's happened before, or just losing matches. Itself. Having a baby. Um, That's also a thing. <laughs> Let's just put that in there. <laughs> okay. Giving birth for him. Giving right. birth. Right. Right. Yes. And actually, we can actually start with giving birth and everything else coming after. Right. So that's fair. Um, so here we are. Serena's out of Wimbledon. That that's in tennis. That's the that's the big one. That's the big Grand Slam you want to be a part of. Right. So, uh, Nelly J, I'm going to give you a chance to uh, adjust if you feel. Uh, no. going forward she's gonna win a damn listen she's gonna okay, win okay, it, damn okay, it. Okay. don't try to adjust me you understand know <laughs> okay, okay, okay. i'm a very listen my, my my decision my positive vibe for for the world she's a, she's a goat in tennis first of yes, all she, yes 100%. so for me well, i am not going against the goal like michael jordan i never doubted him i ain't doubting her for any reason Less she has a little, she slipped and she didn't withdraw because she wanted to for him. She had to withdraw clearly because she wants to play in the future games, right? There's still uh -huh. US, uh, um, what, what's happening? I think, I think US opens this fall. There's opportunity yeah. for her to play, so I am yes. not concerned. So, as a fan, Serena, get well and come back stronger, girl. That's my thought. Yes. Kevin, I'm going to leave you to be the voice of reason for this, but I just want to say you <laughs> mentioned Michael, you, you mentioned Michael Jordan, um, but what? Michael Jordan, when he was in the Wizards, was not a winner. Like no, but he, but hello, he I'm came just back. Saying, no, but he but he came back only to help them sell tickets. Let's right. let's be real here. I, I, I guess and and Jordan and Jordan never said I'm going to win a ring when he came back. So don't don't listen. No, but here's the thing, though, Jordan, uh, Serena. Uh, unfortunately, I think she's entering her Jordan Wizards years of her and, career, and, and that's like, your opinion, and that's right, your opinion, and that, right? Right. So, I mean, so it's kind of like, um, uh, I hope she can, but the more, as time goes on, it's going to be that much harder uh, to do it. Um, Kevin? Well, I am, there's a few things that run in my head when it comes to Serena. And right. I don't count people like Serena's or the Tiger Woods in this world out. I never mm. do that. Okay. Um, I think with, for this year for Wimbledon, I'll just talk about her removing herself. I think that there's a message in there for the Wimbledon people because a lot of players were talking about how slippery that grass was. Thank right. you, Kevin. Right. So I think that she's making a point. I'm not saying that she's not hurt. I don't know that she's injured. Let's just say that way. And I think that was a message loud and clear to Wimbledon, like get it together on this grass. I'm not doing this. So I'm out. Um, I think mm. also there are a lot of players that didn't come, like Nadal didn't show up. Mm. And Osaka. And issues going on there that, that mm. are big that we don't really know behind the scenes. In regards to the record, I am sick and tired of these fake records that they are trying to put our people up against to break them. We can never break certain records even when we do because they want to put certain people on pedestals as the face of their records. The Jack Nicholas, who's never played against brothers, and we have to state that in all the records he broke in golf, where they're saying, oh, Margaret Port, same thing now. So we know, as I'm the person who watches tennis, anybody who watches tennis knows as soon as she beat Steffi Graf, it was a wrap. Okay? Margaret Port's Grand Slams got turned into Grand Slams in the 80s. They turned the, the Australian it. Open into Slam. So 
what are we really talking about here? Are we talking about the continuation of these so-called records that these people have? Because I don't think she could ever beat that. I think that personally, it's over because I don't think you can count this woman's records as slams when you just added them later in life. That's it a good doesn't point. make sense to me, mm -hmm. but it does make sense to me because I know the game. So now Serena's mm -hmm. got this mental block, if you want to call it in the head, in her head, because of all this excessive pressure she has in regards to this. To me, it's a fake record. Steffi Graf was the one. Mm -hmm. and she beat her and that's it's fair i'm with you Good so, point, Kevin. Oh, do you think that she's going to win a grand slam going forward i think that she has at least a grand slam in her really I, okay i i think she's come very close a few times and yes and she has she for whatever reason you know tennis is a very i'm not sure if many people know but it's a very very high intense emotional game man and you you've seen it with how she's come back from break points. That's not hard. That's not easy to do mm. when you're down how much break points and you come back and win. So we know she's mentally strong enough. But that back end pressure from the Nike corporations and whatever else's sponsors are behind her. The I'm media, sure the PR mm -hmm. with it, right? And she's got a baby now too. So there's a lot happening. I just personally think she's putting too much pressure on herself. That's what I think. No, that's fair. That's fair. Because skill-wise, she, she looks great. She's yeah. moving great. She's, you know what I mean? Like, still strong, accurate, smart, intelligent. Like, all of those things are there. They haven't left her. Right. And she's still ranked top 10. She's still, yes. like, she's, she's number eight. So, yes. I get name, it. It only takes one for him. It only takes one. You're right. No. But I think she's already done it. That's just well, yeah. Like Kevin, for me, she's the goat of tennis. Like no one is like Over. nobody to me is better than Serena in tennis world no. ever. No. So I'm with you there. No. But I think, like you said, she's putting pressure on herself, and that's a good point you made. Yeah, very good. And I agree with the floor. Actually, like yes, I agree. She's a goat of tennis. Um, I just happen to feel that uh, even though like you could be great, but you could be human. And I think having a baby, um, having age, having injuries, uh, these are things right now that presently in the, she's dealing with. And I think it's, it's a hard hurdle to overcome when you have these, these young girls coming at your neck every grand slam. So um, I'm hoping it happens, but I'd be... Now, Tiger Woods happened, and I doubted that Tiger would ever do it. And it yes, happened. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. He so, did Tiger Woods. I mean, if, if I'm wrong, trust me, on, on this podcast, you will be hearing from me, Nelly J, 100% if it happens. You, you'll be hearing from me. Forget that. You'll be hearing from my you'll black ass. You'll be hearing ass. from me, too. You'll be from me. You know I'm coming for you. You already know. <laughs> you'll be hearing from me before you hear from me. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So the Olympics coming up right now. Yeah. Uh, Olympic qualifying for Canada, uh, Team Canada, Team USA, uh, already qualified. Yeah. Uh, so Team Canada, solid roster. Uh, yeah. It's going to go over really quickly in regards to the guards. We got Corey Joseph. Uh, we got uh, Lou Dort, mm -hmm. uh, RG Barrett, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, for the the wing players, we got Wiggins, uh, Trey, Trey Lyles, uh, Anthony Bennett, uh, Andrew Wiggins. And for the uh, forwards, we have Dwight Powell and... That's it. Andrew Nicholson is the last one. I don't know. What do you guys say with this roster that we have? Well, I mean, it, it's a qualifying, qualifying team. Roster. Yeah. Qualifying, so good. It's only qualifying yes. roster, not the Olympic roster. So for this qualifying roster so far, because one, the first game against Greece. So, so far we're okay. Yeah. Um, but so far, any, any takers with, uh, with the roster at all? Um, I'm not impressed. This, this roster is not, winning a, is not winning a medal to me personally. Um, right. I think the global stage is different competition. There's a lot right. of great teams in the global scale, man. These guys are, and a lot of them play in the NBA. <laughs> so, right. and but I feel like other teams, the reason why Canada is not going to do well, which I feel bad saying this, I think we can win this qualifying tournament. But the reason why we don't do well is because other teams, they play together more often. They have that team chemistry, man. We don't have that, right? And I feel like even Team USA, they like their style of play is so similar. Whereas in Team Canada, you have European players, you got college players. Like we got a lot of college players right now on our team. You have so they're young, they're not really mature enough sometimes to handle the high pressure situations. And we got NBA players. So we're just there's all different types of players coming together to try to kind of find chemistry, you know. So my thing is that. Like, I think we can do well um, overall. Putting a medal, we have to beat Serbia. I don't think we're beating Serbia. We got it. And if Viatis is out, maybe Greece will be not a problem for us. But I feel like we have to play Spain. Their team's good. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not – and USA. Team USA is actually better than our team, of course. So it's like the medal will have to beat the top five teams, and they're all really good teams, like, every year. And they're getting better as well, so I'm not sure about that. How about you, Kevin? Your thoughts on – uh, Team Canada and how um, we'll do. Well, I, I think with Team Canada, they these guys have played together a long time because a lot of them are, have started together from their youths. Like, we forget about that part, right? Mm. Um, I think the biggest issue with Team Canada was was the errors that Steve Nash made personally because Jay Triano destroyed us, okay? We shouldn't even be here right now doing this. <laughs> I watched them games when you went and bench Wiggins, Star. That, that to me was foul. And he should never have been the guy. It should have been Roy Renner from time. The only one that won under 19 world championships, by the way. Gold medal, Roy Renner, who's in Sacramento. So you're going to come pick your brethren, Jay Triano. And he mashed up Canada's chances. So now we have a qualifying roster team that's got to go out here and do things that nobody's ever been in a position like this before where you can't even train in Canada, you're training in Tampa, then you got to come over here even though you're hosting a tournament. It's a whole bunch of things going on. But I do think at the end of the day, when Canada plays together, I think a system like um, Nick Nurse has is mm. perfect for the qualifying guys as well because yes. of that team concept mentality, especially on the defensive end. And even with Anthony Bennett, because I saw he make a little chuckle. Like, even though Anthony Bennett was not what he was supposed to be in the NBA, I blame the Cavaliers for mashing him up. I honestly do. He was mm. injured. There was a lot of things going on for that youth, and they never let him play in the D-League either. So, but when he plays internationally, he balls. He balls, yeah. Like yeah. Like he, he balls on the international stage. So, <laughs> I think with these guys, they're very hungry. 
and I don't think there's any quit in this squad. I hope so. Although I hope they're so. not looking like a gold medal type squad, I think we got some grinders on them. Yeah. And when you're playing international ball, you got to grind, man. It's, it's a physical game out there. So. You know what? I'm happy you said that because I really, like, honestly, listen, guys, I would love for Canada to medal. I'm just trying to be realistic here because when I watched the World Championship, like, cup, <laughs> some of those teams looked very good. And, like, you know, yeah. um, what's the name? Um, Marc Gasol, you know, his team won, right, that year. The same year as the Raptors, who Raptors won. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, some of these players, even though, like, like some of those teams look very good and look very, like, just... The chemistry is, a crazy, is insane, and they can shoot. They're, they're shooters. My question is, who do we have to shoot the ball? I thought Dylan Brooks would play. I think if Dylan Brooks joins the Olympic team, then it's more promising for me. But I'm not sure why he's not playing right now, but maybe he wants a break or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so this, this qualifying roster that we have right now, uh, to me, yeah, so like, like we mentioned, it's early out. But here's the thing. I just think we're, we, we lack solid bigs. Like, think about this. Um, on the wings and the guards, we're good. Corey Joseph and, you know, uh, Wiggins. Like, we can go through the wings. When we talk our bigs, I'm not seeing Chris Boucher, who's Canadian. I'm not seeing even Kelly Olenek. I mean, he's I thought solid. he would play. I thought, I thought he was going to play. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing... Um, not for the qualifying squad. I'm not, I'm not seeing Tristan Thompson. He's a big. Um, I'm not seeing even Kem Birch. No. So, so there's like I'm saying I'm saying like we have at our disposal some like not top caliber bigs but very serviceable in an international game I'm not seeing this on this roster so realistically in regard to predictions I'm hoping as time goes on we're going to be able to upgrade just a bit on on, on the uh, on the front court then I'll say oh, this might be this could get interesting until that happens no not really yeah yeah. Also, guys, keep in mind, right? With all the injuries happening, like Yanis just went down, Trey mm -hmm. Young just went down. Like, the, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't blame Nick Nurse saying, "Hey, y'all, take a break." Remember, bigs mm -hmm. get injured easily, so mm -hmm. take a break. Uh, we'll qualify. Nick probably thinks that we have a good enough roster to win this tournament, so they picked who they thought was good enough. Um, and the best team was mm -hmm. Greece, and they don't got Yanis, so. I think we could uh, right. beat them. Even though if you watch that first game, I felt like we were kind of shaky in the first half. But then I felt yeah. like in the latter, in the latter time, as, as the game went on, you could tell they got more comfortable and they got more in sync. So it's promising. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think we should win this tournament. After watching, like, you know what? We, mm -hmm. we, should, we should win. But like you said, I'd be more comfortable if we had one solid big like you, that, that you mentioned earlier as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the flip side now, so we're talking about uh, Team Canada, which is kind of shaky early out. We'll see. Uh, a team that's pretty much solidified is Team USA. Uh, their guards, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Drew Holiday, Dame Time, Damon Lillard, and Jason Tatum. On the wings, they got uh, Chris Middleton, Jamani Grant, J uh, Draymond Green, and... KD and yeah, yeah and for their their bigs it would be uh Kevin Love at center or Bam Adebayo at center this squad is I think it has gold medal all over it no they're on it yes for me yeah that's, that's all you want. 
Just and listen, the guy. That's it, right? What Kevin Durant did in the playoffs by himself, that, that 49, 17, whatever he tied right. game. Listen, Kevin Durant, any team is a, is a gold medal for me personally. Like, I'm not even doubting this guy. How, mm. Especially how he lost in the playoffs. That's an angry man right now. Like, that guy is angry as hell. So I could see him going to the Olympics very hungry to want to medal and win that gold medal. Um, um, like, your thoughts on that, Kevin, on the USA team? Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. Kevin Durant is not trying to lose again. Um, so <laughs> he's definitely going to take it on his shoulders. My only question is, uh, we have Popovich, that's the coach, Team USA. Mm -hmm. And I we all know so. his system, how he implements his system. Now, will he allow players to be who they are? That I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. um, because if he brings the, the San Antonio Spurs system, you know you can't really shine. It's, it's, it's a different type of makeup. So um, that's the only question I have. I don't think that, that, that they can lose even with, you know, they got players like Kevin Love on there. Where I'm like, okay, really? <laughs> but they're so right. confident because of their front end. Like, you got the red. You got, I mean, like, you're right. good. Like, you know what I mean? So you can afford to come. Come give Kevin uh, uh, Kevin Love a little blind and let him come. Right. Yeah, it's squad. true. <laughs> kind of thing, right. right. True. But right. I think I I don't think that they're um, I don't think they should lose. Let's just put it that way. I don't yeah. think they should lose. Not with Katie. Uh -uh. Agreed. No. Any Katie is he's that's 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 a deal breaker right there. Yeah. Um. So watch this. So we have some new hirings in the NBA. We have. Chauncey Billups in Portland. We have Jason Kidd in Dallas. And we have Ime Udoka in Boston. My Nigerian brother. Yes. yes. Finally. The first Nigerian coach in the NBA. Finally. Ah. Yeah. Osa. Yep. <laughs> What's your thoughts? We'll go through this real quick. Let's talk about Chauncey first. Nelly J. Go to Controversial. Go to Honestly, I... Haven't I'm not gonna lie. I remember there's something about his allegations, but they never really had anything after. Like he was like like so no one really knows, and people are overreacting. Like it is what it is, right? At the end of the day, I can't comment on it. Like people are upset. I can't be upset because I, I don't know. So Chauncey going to Portland, I think they did a good thing to do that. Allegations doesn't mean he was charged, doesn't mean he was guilty, y'all. So people are just really taking rumors and creating a lot behind it. With no facts, right? So, facts so for anyone, anyone who doesn't know, that goes, that's a, a case that goes back, was it 10 years ago, right? Maybe About 10 years ago, yeah. Okay, a lot, right. I think, Just yeah. For anyone who may not know. Not, a case, not, not, a, yeah. an alleged case, right, all right, alleged. Right. Nothing was charged against him. It just it so, was kind of secret. For Dame, though, Dame after, do you think Chance, that's enough to keep Dame in Portland? I'm going with yes. Anyone, anyone else? So Dame is saying something different because someone tweeted at Dame saying um, on, on Twitter and Dame was like, oh, is that the case? Then he's upset. But I'm like, Dame, like this guy's on Twitter. Why are you going to take a Twitter, a Twitter user's comment and not ask your, your, your agent? Ask somebody that you know that knows the deal, right? Like at this point, it's kind of wishy-washy. I don't know. All right. What about you, Kevin? Well, I think that it is the destruction of the black man. I'm going to say that. Um, the NBA has had a huge issue with hiring those of African descent, African ancestry in coaching positions and in upper management. That is happening. 
Um, it is a sad situation. And I think now that they've given some brothers a chance to get back in there, Chauncey Billum should have been there from a long time ago. I'm not getting into any allegations where there's no charges or anything. That's not what I'm here for. Right. Skill-wise, he should have been there. He was already, he's been in talks for general manager position. <laughs> so yes. he should have been in there from time. Jason Kidd, we already know he's in and out. We already know his past history. And now you've got my, my Nigerian brother in the house. Finally, after all this time, which is really what the, the people should be talking about. Why is it taking this long? You still got Darwin Ham sitting there. He should have been coached from time. Mm -hmm. So we have all of these brothers coming in at once. And I think it's because the NBA knows they have a problem right now. Mm -hmm. So sure. what, what are you going to do? What's the media going to do that we don't control? We're not behind the scenes. They're going to have a modern day lynching attack on these brothers. The only one they can't come after is my Nigerian brother right no, now. He's clean, yo. Yep. And also his wife is Nia Long. Yes. Nia Long, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, I, I, I don't like to get caught up in how they present these guys. What I know is I watch them play. That's what I know. Mm -hmm. And. I watched guys on the court that were highly, highly intelligent when they mm -hmm. played this game. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm very happy for them and them getting this opportunity. And my focus is going to be on that, on mm -hmm. them getting this opportunity that is lacking in a league mm -hmm. who puts out this image of being about diversity and justice and all this stuff. Fingers. And it's not happening. We have Masai, who's the only president with, so that means he can attend owners' meetings, I believe. And I think he's the only one in North America. I think there's another one now. I think, he, I think there's two black presidents now. I think there's two. Yeah, but he's the only one that has the right to go to the, the owners' oh. meetings. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's levels to this thing. <laughs> they have president and associate or something like that. Yeah, right. yeah. Right? So, and he is the only African in North American history with that role in any sport. Mm -hmm. Right. Baseball, hockey, you name it, man. Mm -hmm. NFL, he's the only one. So yeah. we need to be happy for our brothers that are getting a shot in this league because it's long overdue, man. It's long yeah. overdue. Okay. Yeah, that's no, true. I think, uh, so with uh Chauncey Billups, uh, I think that's enough to keep uh, Dame in Portland. I think Chauncey being a point guard, uh, having a chance. I think Dame, like when, when Terry Stotts left, it was kind of like a big question mark. Uh, is Dame going? Is he staying? I just think Chauncey's enough for, he, you know, I think he respects him enough to say, let's give it another shot. I thought, my prediction is he stays. Uh, Jason Kidd in Dallas, I think that's a marriage in heaven right there. You have Luke. Um, and Jason Kidd, who are both point guards who shoot, rebound, like walking triple doubles. Uh, yes. Luca already comes with uh, a winning mentality from the time when he's in Europe, uh, even before the NBA. Uh, Jason Kidd, he's been a winner and he's a Hall of Famer. And he's, mm -hmm. you know, when you talk uh, top five point guards in the game, he's in the conversation. Like, uh, so Luca, especially this young, young in his career, is going to soak a lot from Jason Kidd. 
Um, so thumbs up to Jason Kidd and for Udoka in, in Boston. Yeah, it's uh, long overdue for him. He's his name has always been in rumblings of of getting being in. He's always getting interviewed, but never getting the job. So it's nice to see that's finally happening. Ironically, in Boston, where Kyrie came out and was talking about uh, racism in Boston. Okay. And then you have that's why now, they hired him. Let's be real, guys. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just, right. yeah, I'm just walking connect, through, you know, connect like, the dots. Uh, but regardless, he's well deserving, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Oh, he's no, well he's, he's beyond, he's beyond like, does it, like, I agree. I'm happy with all three hirings, to be honest. Like, I'm happy to see more black coaches. It just sucks when the media tries to diminish or use old allegations to, like, demean, a to demean someone. Like, you're writing an article about someone and you have no clue what happened. I'm like, well, um, the fans want to know what happened. Like, no, old fans. It's not your goddamn business what happened. Like, it's like your business. Yeah. Why do you want to know what happened? Like, why do you want to know? The only person who should care are the players on that team. If they want to know, that's their right. But as a fan... Who, who, who is you? Who is you? So I'm just very happy for them. And like you said, I think Boston uh, needed a, needed him to be there because I think the players there weren't, weren't really wanting to stay after what happened. Uh, their team is kind of, oh, but only JT and Jalen Brown, that's it. Um, and I think that team needs someone. So I think he's going to mm -hmm. really help them build. Um, and Jason Kidd, yeah, yeah like that's, no brainer, like uh, no freaking brainer. Like when I saw uh, Rick Carlisle leave, I'm like, yep, yeah, that's kid's job. Kid, kid's gonna go there. Like it was, it was obvious. <laughs> it was obvious. Yeah. Yeah, it feels right. It feels right. It feels right. Right. Um, so it's about that time, Nelly J. Let's go to for the culture. For the culture, we like to highlight individuals. That's for the culture, y'all. And this week, we're gonna highlight Mr. Kevin Francis. <laughs> so Kevin is executive That's director right. at Diversified Youth, and that program is a non-for-profit that that's dedicated to empowering the youth. So Kevin, I love seeing black leaders in our community doing things for our youth because you know um, the, these black boys and girls a lot of times you know, due to systemic issues, systemic barriers, like in education, in work, in environment, their parents go through, sometimes they start off this life in Canada already below the line. And so what you're doing at this great organization is really amazing. So can you kind of walk us through what you guys are doing with the youth? And of course, highlight and tell us why do you want to join this program? Or volunteer here. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> that so much. And um, I want to big up all the youth, uh, first and foremost, because uh, without them, there is no diversified youth. Um, it came to existence because there was a ton of gaps in the system. And gaps meaning supports in place for these young youth that are out there. There's a lot of finger pointing. Um, but there's not a lot of solutions as to how we can help. So we put together a program that's based on empowering youth and putting them in leadership positions. And it started off, to be honest with you, with local um, all-age dances. That's what it started off doing. And it started off from 200 and we, we got up to 500 youth in an, in an area that we would rent. And the claim to fame, I just want to say with that, was we had not one violent incident in all the years that we ran stuff for these kids. Why? 
because we gave all of those ones that you said were no good rotten apples we all gave them positions so they became the promoters they became the security they became the dj they became the dancer they became everything you said that they couldn't become and because of them we had peace every single time on time so that grew into other programs and sports where we helped them with jobs employment counseling um basketball camps right here skill set ball camp yeah, i saw that the, the basketball camp only free sports nutrition and life skills camp in the whole region of waterloo started in 2017 um and we know we got some really good help from some of the smaller organizations i should say um groups in cambridge that wanted to support these youth so basically we set it up where we brought in top quality coaches, dietitians, health and wellness experts, um, uh, young athletes that are actually trying to make it into different leagues, hockey, baseball. We brought in parents. We brought in black professionals to come and speak to all of these youth. So the program, 8, 8, 8 a.m. in the morning till 2 p.m. Don't be late. If you're late, everybody's going to run. That's just the way it works. So... Um, it really has impacted our community on a, a level that I've never seen before. Um, and we don't have as much support from the, the political leaders that we should, mm -hmm. but I've met with them. I've sat with mayors. I've sat with oh. MPs and I've all told them to their face. It doesn't matter regardless. If you don't support this, it's going to happen anyways. So that's always the mentality. And so I have a great team of people and volunteers and now new partner agencies that will be working with us in order to grow bigger and reach more youth. And I'm excited to um, announce that we have a whole virtual platform coming, which is going to help us to get youth in every city across yes. this beautiful place that I was going to ask live. you about that. I was going right? to ask you because I was like, I know with schools now yeah. that add the virtual yeah. element, you yeah. guys are going to be adding that as well. We're adding that platform as we speak right now. We're actually just did our first virtual event on last Saturday, mm -hmm. which was amazing. And we, we're bottom up. So we always like to take input from the youth about what they want to see yeah. and what they want to learn about. We're not telling them, we're asking them. See, that's the difference between us and everybody else, right? <laughs> that's, we need their input in order to make us go. And once we get their input, we will create opportunities for them. They can call us anytime, email us anytime. And now with the virtual thing, we'll be doing, we'll be putting a lot of them in positions to run their own little event online, whether that's the top ball. So I'll be calling on you guys to come through for that. Or whether that's, you know, to talk about, hey, listen, I just started my first job. This is what I went through. Yeah. This is the things that I'm doing. So we always use the older to empower the younger. And we make that a snowball effect. And it's worked well. And, um, you know, check us out, diversifiedyouth.com. Uh, you'll see some changes to that site coming up. But um, it's all, at the end of the day, everything we do is no cost to the community. We're tired of families being charged for programs that they can't afford so we don't 
don't want to charge people that are at the poverty line or below the poverty line or anything. We're not like other agencies. We refuse to do that. Nobody should be charged money and it shouldn't be in the disguise of subsidy anyways. It should be free. And that's what we're going to continue is that's our angle. Everything we do is free for the community, especially for those living in and around affordable housing. That's the key. So moving forward, Diversified Youth has made, it's our mission basically to provide free program services and supports for all youth and their families. Because once we get to the youth, we get to the families. You know, we found out a lot about kids, how they eat just when they were coming to our ball camp. What did you eat this morning? Oh, some sugary cereal type thing. You know what I mean? Like, so we made sure we had chefs in there. We got the Spice Sisters and they would make rice and peas, jerk chicken, um, lasagna, salads, fruit, fresh fruit for snacks, everything that an athlete would eat, that's what we fed them. And then mm -hmm. our dietitian would break down food for them so that they could take the information home exactly. and say to their parents, look, man, I would rather have this than you buying this stuff for me. Yeah. Right? So, and that was one of our big things. So, Kevin, so I just want to mention, like I was saying right on the offset, yeah. known you since I was in high school. A yes. uh, reason why I'm saying uh, that you, you're like a lifelong social uh like this this is your career path because yes. i'm thinking back to high school you would have been yeah. what 16 17 years old yeah um it's not too often that someone at 16 and 17 makes a decision for what they're going to study in school Absolutely. and you find themselves 30 years later and they're actually doing what they studied in school right you know so, so you at 16 and 17 said you know what i want to do something social for you yeah which is like pretty much sure i probably say for, yeah, I for, ask you, uh, kevin, for a like, teenager to be thinking of giving back yeah like kevin like i'm curious to know where that passion come from because when you talk about it like you're so passionate so i'm curious to know where did that passion stem from like was it a, a childhood experience something you saw like why did you decide to commit yourself to the youth well i think from when i was younger i was always that kid that people came to with issues like i was that kid my house was the safe house you could come to, you know what I mean, and chill and relax and not worry about anything. And I think, too, this really goes back to when I was actually smaller um, growing up, and I had sisters that were involved in the community. So I was seeing that from three, four, five years old. And, you know, going on to trips, I remember one year going to Jamaica, and I was teaching other kids how to read. And I brought books down and, and, you know, so it's been in me from, I was small and I, and it never left me and I never kind of wavered. You know, I mean, I think there was one time I was really into biology. I liked the sciences too. So I kind of yeah, thought, yeah, I would be in there, you know, I knew, I knew the whole table and chemistry. I knew, mm -hmm. you know, how to dissect animals. I thought, well, that might be something for me, but the drawing was always coming back to supporting youth. Right. And uh, I want, there's a lot of people I could thank along the way, but basically, I even through high school, junior high school, I was refereeing basketball leagues and I was doing basketball camps for kids. And so it, it's always been that give back has always been in me. And my family was a, was a give back family too. So it goes back to my grandmother feeding the community in Spanish town, Jamaica, 
when other parents couldn't feed their children, they were coming to my house or our family's compound and they were eating there. But they also had to do chores. So back in the day, so I've always been about that life. And um, I'm glad that I had that spirit of, in me to give back. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm pointing my fingers at all you grown-ups out there that, that want to yes. call out names and say things to youth. You, you, the problem with our youth today is we left them. Mm-hmm. We left them to raise themselves. Yeah. And until we take responsibility and accountability for us leaving them, then we don't have, we're not in no position to point fingers at them. Okay? Because that's facts, man. That's what's happened out there. And yeah. I can honestly tell you that because I've worked in many communities and I've visited many homes. So I've seen it for myself. This isn't just talk. This is, mm-hmm. this is frontline grassroots work yeah. here. Right. And we left our youths. Right. Right. I was there. My brethren was there for Fahim. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened after that because all of a sudden now I got, I got youths that are left to graze other youths right? mm. <laughs> like this is not yeah. working out here right right and you uh, can't honestly, it, 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 i try to talk to them and they're rude and yeah i would be too they're it's they're angry mechanism, yeah right? they're angry and it's great you mentioned that because what i like about your organization that you work with with the youth i admire that the programs are variety it's not just one thing so for folks who don't know they have skill set programs for sports camp youth committee mentoring for leadership programming steel pan steel pan classes i'm training so steel pan classes yes Yes, right. And then you could even have workshops called Bring the Beat Back. I think it's more music, employability to help them get a job because you gotta work to pay your bills. And and I love the last one, fundamentals of money, which is so 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 what you're doing is like pretty pretty much creating and giving these kids life skills and giving them confidence to be able to survive in this life. Because in school now, we're taught what? The the, the certain things that won't help us to to survive, right? So you're actually going to help these kids survive with basic skills, which aren't taught in school because some teachers, let's be real, do not care for the POC community. So I'm really happy that you guys are doing this. My last point was, um, have you guys thought about adding um, any kind of like technology like, I guess, like technology type program. I know coding is getting big now and laptops. So questions around that for, for future initiatives for, for the yes. program. Yeah. And I want to big up Black Print Media when I say this. Black mm-hmm. Print Media all day, every day, dot com. Check them out. Um, so with our um, partners, Black Print Media, we actually have a program coming where we teach how to build websites Ooh. and how to nice. do it yourself. And... Um, how to do graphic design for your flyers or, you know, if you want to design t-shirts, hats. So that's another part of our programming that's coming online as well. So yeah, we're all about independence and teaching them because you had mentioned the word survive. We're trying to move them from survive to thrive. Mm, Okay. That's what we want them to do because once they thrive is that they're going to show other people how to thrive. Yeah, right. and that's what we want, and that's what builds communities, right? That's what changes a a, a place you call the hood to a community. Mm-hmm. Right? I love it. Thriving. On I the way it. out of uh, on the way out of for the culture, I just want to mention this. Uh, 
Kevin went to school for social work, after work in detention centers after. Uh, you've been on programs for uh, provincial and federal also for incentives with that. So we're talking about someone who uh, he's all the way in the trenches with this. So yeah. he's someone that we, we definitely want to highlight and we appreciate his work that he's putting out uh, for the youth. Yes, Kevin, thank you so much, brother. Like, folks, if you want to get involved, if you want to volunteer, if you want to donate, like, these yeah. programs need money, y'all. So people go, oh, I'm not sure how. Now you know how, y'all. Look up at diversified underscore yeah. youth. They're at IG. I'm going to have their handles, their website. Look them up. They're in Waterloo, and they're going to be now being up, be able to help other youth in other parts of Ontario. So this is going to be massive. I think our youth is gonna need this, especially for those who, especially now with COVID and summertime's coming out now, your kids are like, they're bored. Get them in the program, okay? Mm -hmm. Period. Kevin, thank you for That's being right. the culture. Thank I'm... you for doing what you're doing. You are a leader, thank you. you're a hero. Real talk, you're a freaking hero. And we appreciate you being on the podcast today. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. I for him. Appreciate it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's close it out with that's absurd. That's absurd for him, bro. What was absurd this week? What was absurd? First of all, congratulations to the Montreal Canadiens being the Stanley Cup Finals. Absurd. <laughs> no. Absurd. No, we'll no. talk though, guys. No one thought like what was it? The four or five no, record? I'm coming, I'm coming with I'm coming with the olive branch. I did, you know, I was obviously going for much uh, for for the the Leafs, but I respect the fact that Montreal got through. I agree. Salute. I respect it. Okay, salute with that. Um, but what the absurd part is, tickets for the finals have hit the thirty-two thousand dollars. I'm gonna go with absurd. Hold up, um, is that is that USA or is that Canadian? Good question. That's gonna be US. Oh Lord, damn, <laughs> that's crazy. Is that more so, than like, that's crazy to me, y'all. So to keep it in context, I actually looked up to see what was the, because there's obviously a, the reason why is, you know, like this is something that happens, you know, once every two decades, you know, it's like, it's not a regular occurrence that the, that you have, first of all, a Canadian team in the, in the Stanley Cup finals to begin with. Um, I looked up just to see the equivalent, which it's not the equivalent, but I went with the Raptors winning the championship. And you know that Raptors ticket prices hit sixty thousand mm dollars. -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's. I could believe that. So making that thirty-two thousand for for Montreal, not that bad. Yeah. But More corporate guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, y'all. But that's absurd that's to pretty... me. I don't care. Sixty k is absurd. That could feed a lot of children. That could uh, feed a lot like, of children. Yeah. yeah, that can like help like pay tuition for at least five or ten kids in canada yeah. so mm -hmm. that to mm -hmm. me is just yeah that listen that's Crazy. above my price range y'all yeah 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 <laughs> i will stream that stuff for free shoot i ain't gonna do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absurd 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 all righty so let's put this episode in the books all right in the books, y'all. That was episode 46. 46. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all. So before we go, we love to give our guests a chance to do a shout out. So nice. Mr. Kevin Francis, aka hero of, of Ontario. Floor is yours, buddy. Floor is right. yours. <laughs> 
All right, man. I got to first big for first and foremost big up my son, Kingston Jahari. All day long, man. You're everything to me. I want to big up the Spice Sisters, my wife, and her personal chef uh, business. And I also want to shout out Black Print Media, man. Like they've really been with us from day one. If you really want uh, a proper website, go see them, man. They're very good, excellent at what they do. And I and I, I can't not shout out all the youth, them, because you guys are the future. And we will support you from Cambridge, Galt, Preston, Hespler, Waterloo Region, all the youths that my chalk farm, Driftwood, Shoreham, San Romano, Gosford, Malvern, Rivertown, Antigua, as we call it, Wadadley, Barbados, Yard, you know, Bradford, everybody, all of the young people, we're here for you. And we will always be here for you. Just tap into us anytime, info at diversifyyouth.com. Let's go, man. We got you. I we got it. you. I love it, yo. My shout out's quick, pretty quick. I want to shout out Mr. Kevin Francis, a.k.a. Hero of Ontario. Y'all support the diversified youth. It's a simple decision, y'all. Make sure you contact him. He's a leader, and we got to have and protect our leaders in our community period. My second shout out is to Queen Latifah. She won the Lifetime Achievement Award on the BET Awards this week. And that girl, she's an actress. She's a singer. She's a rapper. She's a writer. Like she's just incredible. So big up Miss Queen Latifah. Fahim. My shout out is quick. Kevin, uh, it's a pleasure. Like I'm actually honored that you're here with us today. Thanks brother. I want everyone to tap in to Kevin's page, Diversified Youth. Engage with him because he's, his, his online persona is on point. He's funny, engaging, and it's all about partnerships also. So if yeah. anyone knows of somebody who can uh, maybe help along the way or, or be involved in any way, don't hesitate to email Kevin, get out to Kevin, reach out. Uh, Kevin, your email once again. Uh, you can email me straight at kevin at diversifiedyouth.com. That'll there come directly to me. There you go. Um, because what's DM happening, me on the gram, I'll get that too. Because what's happening in the KW region, uh, Toronto, uh, it's, all this, it's all the same movement. All the same movement. And it's about uh, connecting the dots. So let's put this episode in the books, Nelly J. Episode 46, y'all. 46. So if you had a good time, you know what to do, y'all. Please have a like, subscribe, tell a friend. And of course, y'all, if you have any suggestions for topics, email us, goodrookiespodcast at gmail.com. Fahim. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend. And while you're telling a friend, also tell a friend about diversified youth. Yes. Amen. That's the episode. We'll put it in the books. And that's Good Rookies Podcast. Episode 46. Bye. Peace. <laughs>